Do you want to feel strong, confident, and ready to enjoy life? I'm Jen Shaver, a triple certified fitness expert and mother living her best midlife. I want to help you achieve a healthy, active lifestyle without ever having to go to the gym. We grow together every Monday, so be sure to subscribe and tune in to your weekly fit news. This episode of Fit News is sponsored by... Make wellness a priority in your life. Women's bodies face changes and fluctuations in hormones as they go through the cycle of menopause. Strong for Life offers an exercise program to help you invest in your future and health without crazy routines. We deliver the results you deserve from your time and effort. Go to strongforlifefitness.com to learn more. Now back to our show. Hello and welcome to the Fit News Podcast. I am your host, Jen Shaver, and joining me today is Delaine Fowler, Doctor of Physical Therapy. She is a workplace injury prevention expert, a keynote speaker, a certified high-performance coach. Delaine joins me today to chat injury prevention as we age, about some everyday things that we might be doing that could be causing our pain, and she will also debunk the myth that growing older means we should expect and Accept daily pain. And I believe we might even get to talking about pickleball, which is also big. Delaine, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. I appreciate your time. Awesome, Jen. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Of course. Let's get right into it because um, injury prevention as we age is so important because we know that, you know, as we age, our risk of uh, injury goes up because of, you know, muscle loss and, and difficulties with balance and so on. Yep. And, and, you know, you kind of, you hit the nail on the head right off the bat muscle, uh, you know, it's maintaining muscle mass is critical, critical yeah. to, to doing it. So to staying well and to keep those muscles and tendons pliable, um, and so we really do need to have a mind on where does my fitness journey fit in? as I age. Right. And even if you've never been active before, it's not too late. You can start training your know, muscles and muscle tissue like turns over, you know, those cells are constantly multiplying. And, you know, you have so many cells that you know, like your eyes are redone every six days or something like that. You have brand new cells all over your eyes. So, um, we can't think of, well, now my muscles are shrinking. So why, why does it matter? It, it matters a lot. So that's, that's really the key to, or one of the keys is to maintain that muscle mass. Right. Right. And I love that you say, you know, why does it even matter now? Right. Like, well, I haven't done anything thus far. Yeah. It's just going to happen. I might as well just give up. Right. And <laughs> that's not the case at all. Like you said. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's super important that as, as our, as we think about, okay, what does that look like for me? Mm-hmm. You, you'll have a lot of people who have that athlete mindset and they'll say, Oh, I did this and this and this in high school, or I was a collegiate athlete. Like I was a collegiate athlete. Mm-hmm. And so, and when you get to where you're probably, you're not competing on the larger scale, you know, you're kind of competing with yourself to say how well I'm doing and how well am I keeping up with my daily life and what I want to do and what I see myself doing in 20 years. Right. So I, pro- I project like what I want now, 20 years from now, when, my kids are out of my house and all uh-huh. those things. And I'm like, what do I want to be able to do then? Right. And who, you know, who do I want to emulate um, in my life? And, you know, when you're younger, you want to emulate a professional athlete, but when you're older, 
I think like I have really good friends who are very fit into their eighties yeah, and like they're still climbing trees and doing crazy things like that in their eighties. And I'm like, that's my avatar. Right. right. So, so I, I, yeah, I love that. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's about looking into the future and what we foresee about how do we want that to be. And oftentimes that's difficult, you know, because we're in the here and now we're so busy, but if we don't take a minute to think about that, mm-hmm. you know, then we can find ourselves in a world of hurt, both right. figuratively, right. And non-figuratively, you know, <laughs> Yeah, totally, totally. And and I think that people make it a lot harder than they have to. Like, oh, well, I need to go to the gym. You don't have to go to the gym. Right. You, you can find ways, you know, you can find online fitness coaches to help you out if you don't know where to start. You can just decide on a walking program. You know, you can p- pick up heavy things at home, right? Like people get Amazon delivered all the time. Leave one of those boxes untouched and lift those boxes. Yep. So, so all of those things can be additive throughout our day to, to maintain muscle mass. It doesn't have to be like, well, I got to go to the gym and I got to learn how to squat and I got to put on a cute outfit, you know, <laughs> like you don't have to do any of that. Right. So, so I, I, I don't, I don't like the thought of that fitness can't be every day, like our functional movements and how we move naturally is a workout in itself. We just need to apply it like that. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, just think about certain things that we do. Like you said, um, you know, squatting while we get in and out of a chair, right. Or an overhead press, if we were grabbing something, you know, out of the, the cupboard, we have to be able to, we have to be able to do those things. And the best way to continue to do them is to obviously practice, right. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Practice makes progress for sure. Right. And so as a, as a PT in my clinic and when I was, when I was building my clinic, I did home health to make ends meet. And, um, but the rule still applies whether you're in my office or at your house and it, it's called the no plopping rule. None mm-hmm. of my patients were allowed to plop. They're not allowed just to sit down and let gravity take them down. Yeah. I, I'm like, no, like there's no plopping. I'll literally make somebody stand up. I'm like, no, you got to do that again. So there's no plopping in my office. Yeah. Because it's one more opportunity to practice. Right. When we do desk setups for our industries, if we're out in the industry and out in offices and people have a sitting workspace, okay. I I say like one of the best things you could do every day is purposefully get up and purposefully sit down. Not just like sit down and right. layer, you know. So, so those, all those little opportunities for movement and mobility and strength, they're built yeah. into our day. We just need to recognize them and do all that. You know, there's a great story. Um, it's a great research on mm-hmm. paper about uh, uh, house cleaning employees within one of the big chains. Okay. And they took these housekeeping employees, half of them, they said, this is how you clean a room. The other half, they said, this is how you clean a room and you're going to burn this many calories doing this workout, cleaning this room every day. Well, because this group got the education of this is fitness, they were leaner, they were stronger, and they were more efficient at their jobs. Wow. This group that was just trained how to do the job. Because they had the knowledge of, oh, this is working out. So if I applied it like that. Uh Uh-huh. You know, if instead of making the bed and just bending over and making the bed, I decided to squat down because that helps me build strength. Right. And um, so, 
So we, we can think about that in our everyday lives, even somebody yeah. with a, a sitting workspace. Yeah. You know, you can, you can say, okay, I'm going to purposefully stand up and sit down. I'm going to create a standing workspace where I can be mobile and stretch my hamstrings out every once in a while. Yeah. You know, know, a few things that I want to chat about that you said, let's talk first about the purposeful sitting because that right there, somebody hears that and wow, look at this. I can now add, like they might have not have ever thought of that, right? But now they have a way that one small change, right? Mm-hmm. And if we just start with that one small change, now they have a way that they can add this because you know darn well that you're getting up and down how many times a day, right? So if you just add that one small change, that purposeful sitting, and that's the only change you make this week, imagine a month from now, how different you would feel. Totally. And, and you didn't take you didn't take extra time out of your day, right? You didn't have to rearrange your schedule. You didn't have to go, like you said, get the get the cute workout out, outfit on. All you had to do was take a second to change your mindset about it. A simple mindset shift, right? Perspective on what you're doing. Like like the people, as you said, in the study. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, there wasn't anything different about the yeah. jobs that just people did. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Um, and then the other... Th- thing, well, we kind of covered it there was the um, perspective or the mindset, you know, and it's just about changing our mindset and the mindset of, as we discussed earlier, about having to go to the gym or, or having to do a certain, the workout for a certain amount of time or whatever it is, we perceive a quote unquote workout to be. If we can just start with the purposeful sitting that, you know, I think, I hope that everyone who listens to this if they take one thing away, I hope that's it. I hope that's one of the things that they take away from this episode. And that from this day forward, that's how they attack the the chair that they sit down on. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and with our, with our uh, clientele that might be uh, debilitated, mm-hmm. like our goal for them is, you know, at first they're going to be putting their hands down to help themselves. And then we hope, you know, they might even have a pillow under on the seat because they can't get all the way down. Right. But our goal in the PT clinic when we're at that point is by the time you leave, you're not going to need to use your hands mm-hmm. to get up and down. And right. and for, for all of, all of us people that aren't debilitated, if we're having to reach back and guide ourselves into a chair, that practice is going to, you know, within just a couple of weeks, like you said, you're going to be able to get up and down without using your hands. Right. It's like, it's like a whole new world. It yeah. really is a whole new world. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little. So those are, I mean, that right there is an injury prevention tool, the no purposeful doubt. sitting. Mm-hmm. You know? No doubt. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who can functionally squat is going to be better off than somebody who can't. Um, so let's talk a, a little bit more about some more injury prevention ideas. Yes. Absolutely. You know, we live in a state of dehydration. Uh, I'm sure that you've talked to lots of people about hydration and dehydration, but your muscles, your brain, your tissues, your connective tissues, you're made up of 70% water. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure that having, having good hydration habits, um, knowing how to drink water and um, not just consuming things that make you go to the bathroom all the time, like coffee and soda and yeah. all those awesome things. Um, <laughs> you know, we have, we have to have good hydration, uh, eating foods that are, that are high, you know, hydrating right. is important that will kind of stick with you. Yeah. Um, and, and 
yeah, people, especially as, as we age, sometimes we're like, well, I'm not going to drink that water before I go to bed because then I'm going to have to get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom. But maybe it's about retraining, right? So what we, we take care of people with pelvic floor issues in the clinic. And so these are people that go to the bathroom quite often and they train themselves into having to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So they're very fearful of drinking water and then they're dehydrated. Mm-hmm. And, and as you age, that's, that's, it's right. very dangerous yeah. too. Dehydration takes on a whole new um, level of um, being dangerous that's right. as you age. That's right. That's right. So um, I think hydration is a key to a lot of things. And mm-hmm. then, so, and they kind of go hand in hand, the stronger, like if you're able to squat, like we we're just talking about squat, a good squat engages your pelvic floor, mm-hmm. which helps you to be, you know, <laughs> not have to go run into the bathroom every yeah. time you have the urge. Um, <laughs> but then also it, it helps you understand that you do have control yeah. um, of that stuff, but, but uh, staying hydrated, I think is key to injury prevention. It, you know, it's, it's that, that you have to have water to make all those tissues run the right way. Right. Right. And again, here is something that is super simple, right? It's water. It's all around us. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's not, you know, some fancy thing that I have to order off of Amazon or, you know, some crazy tool comes out of the faucet and there you go. That's right. So, and we all, we all need it and we all have to have it. Right. It's what, one of the one things you can go without food for a really long time, yeah. but you can't go without water for just a few days. Yeah. Um, so that's important. Um, and so I always encourage everyone to drink the right amount of water mm-hmm. uh, for them. Um, and, and so the next thing is mobility to understand that, uh, I, I kind of joke with my patients. I probably shouldn't, but, uh, or even my friends, like, they're like, Oh my gosh, my, this arm, my arm's killing me. I must be getting old. And I say, well, is the other one hurting? And they say no. And I'm like, well, they're the same age. (laughs) So, So let's figure out why that shoulder is hurting. Cause it's obviously not your age. Um, so, and people don't think about that. They're like, Oh, well, you know, they like to go like 20 years, 20 years ago, I you know, was playing football and, you know, or I did this or, you know, I like to blame my back problems on my last baby, even though he's amazing, doesn't deserve it. You know? So like we, we are, I always say like being active is, is the best thing to do. Having good mobility habits. You, you can add up your time that you spend, um, I'm not much of a TV watcher, but I do at night to hang out with my kids and my husband. They like to watch, you know, whatever they want to watch on TV. Last yeah. night it was Monday Night Football. So we watched that. Yeah. Um, Sorry about it. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, that's the, okay. Uh, my ground's lost too. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, I do it to spend time with my kids, but I also take time to sit down on the ground and stretch. Um, we were watching quarterbacks. It's a series on Netflix. Oh yeah. And my, and if you've watched it, you, you see how the quarterbacks, um, treat their bodies and how the people they utilize to recover yes. uh, between training sessions. And so now my kids, since I'm a physical therapist, <laughs> think I am their, um, sports <laughs> and conditioning coach and, uh, you know, just at there. So I stretch them at night, even my four-year-old which is hysterical, but we get down on the ground and stretch and do all sorts of stuff while we're, instead of sitting, we're stretching. Right. right. So, so that that's, 
it, I think it's good to think like, I'm sitting here for five minutes. Why don't I stretch? Right. And that's such a great, again, here is another habit to add into your day that we're not carving out extra time, right? We've already got the time. The time is already there. Yeah. We're just utilizing it in a smarter way. Right? So and I, yeah, if you're investing in yourself versus anything we're consuming in the media these days, yeah. I think that's, that's better for you. That's better for your mental health. Um, people like we've somehow dissociated brains and bodies. Like we talk about people's brains and then we talk about their bodies, but in truth, your brain and your body drive each other in yeah. both directions. You know, they've talked about people being hangry. Why are you hangry? Because your 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 stomach's empty, and so now your brain's saying, "Oh, I do want those carbs," you know, or whatever. Right. So it goes both ways, and then you can. Uh, we're just so magically made that we can tell our brain, like, "Let's have some willpower today," or "Let's be lazy today," or whatever, and we can do it because yeah. we have this amazing brain. Mm-hmm. Um, we can tell ourselves we don't feel well, or we can tell ourselves we feel good. Yeah. Um, but our body can also send signals to our brain to say, "You know, how are we doing today?" Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about um, maybe some everyday things that we might be doing that are causing us pain. Sure. Oh my gosh. So um, I'm not a huge fan of sitting for long periods of yeah. time. I, I, sitting has its place, but I think we were, we were built to move like our, um, you know, we were born to move. Right. Yeah. In utero, we wait for that little baby to start rolling around <laughs> in us, right? That movement. Yeah. yeah. We, you know, cells vibrate. They have a, a vibrational energy to them. That's how they do their thing. They've taken astronauts and during sleep, they think, well, they're up in space and they're, you know, no gravity. They're not going to move. They move all the time. Wow. And I think that for us to say, okay, well, I'm going to sit down here and I'm going to read a book or I'm going to sit down here and do work on this computer like this, you know, hunched down, <laughs> like we all do at our computers. I think that's one thing that if, if we could get people to start standing a little bit more in their day and not mm-hmm. just standing, because standing's not awesome for us either, but giving yourself the ability to move in standing. So um, with my mobile workspace, like I have a desk and a computer and I have a, a footstool underneath and a yoga mat and a block in the desk. So I can constantly be shifting and moving around right? Um, throughout my day. Yeah. You know, I'm not just standing. I'm not just sitting mm-hmm. when I, I can now stand at my desk all day and work. It's not a problem. It took me about two months to really condition to it. Yeah. And how I knew I was conditioning was like about two or three o'clock. I'd be like, well, I, it started out like noon by noon. I was like, I've got to sit down. I cannot think. Yes. Yes. I've noticed it. <laughs> yeah. When you're standing a lot. And then, yeah. uh, then it was like three o'clock and now I can stand all day. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And I can still think, which is good. Yeah. Um, but that that's how I realized I was conditioning myself to stand. So mm-hmm. I think sitting a little less in our lives is better. Moving around a little more. Right. It's better. Um, I think if we stay inside too much, that can be a problem if we can get get outside. And, I, and I'm probably guilty of this more than I think I should be um, with my busy work life. But if you can find a way to get yourself outside on a break during work or yeah. just take five minutes. Um, my my husband used to take pretend smoke breaks. He didn't smoke um, at work, but he would go outside for five minutes yeah. to get a sunshine break. Right. Right. Yeah. And just, just kind of clear his Which, air. if you think yeah. about it, that's so much healthier and needed, right? right? Forever. That they should just be almost built in right? because it's just improving your health. 
Yeah, I, I uh, jokingly say I, I send my kids to private school um, in our community. And the reason I do that, and I used to joke about it, but now I'm like really serious, is that they move more at that school than we than than in our standardized education system. And so it it's, makes me happy to know like my kids get recess. They go outside during class. They have PE, you know, they, they have all these extra breaks. They have um, all these things built in to give their brains a break and to give their bodies a chance to move, to process all that stuff they've been consuming in class. Right. I think it's important. It's so so important, especially for kids. And, and it's, you know, I've, you read so much about my kids are older now and they're in college, but I have one still in high school, but you read so much about recess being cut or the time being shortened. And it's just, you know, as a former teacher, I just think, oh my gosh, why are they doing that? Those kids need to move. That's what helps, you know, the brain to reset, if you will, and be ready to continue to learn and to process the information. Looking for a fitness program that fits into your busy schedule? Look no further than Strong for Life Light. Our brand new program offers whole workouts every month that you can do from the comfort of your own home. No need to worry about missing classes or juggling gym time with family time. Join Strong for Life Light today and get on track to a healthier you. Now back to this episode of the Fit News Podcast. And we talk about kids with ADD all the time. And it's just now that we're talking about adults with ADD. Right. um, It's a more normal thing. Uh, yeah. Definitely more normal than than when I was in school, for sure. Right. But adults, regardless of whether I have ADD or not, need to get some movement, need to get outside. Yeah. But it, but for kids with all that energy, all yep. that growing energy, um, I was I was I was student PT school, and I did a, a volunteer project um, in a in a third grade. Oh. And it was like rotating, the classrooms were rotating. Yeah. And this one one teacher popped her head in the door, and she's like you're going to have to give us five minutes. Well, apparently her class was not very good in the class before. So she sent them outside to run around the baseball field. Yeah. And come back and they all came back. Like they're all like breathing. It was cold and they were breathing yeah. hard and they had their coats off. It was fantastic. Right. And I was like, yes, she gets it. Mm-hmm. Like she understands. Yeah. Um, so, so moving enough throughout our day, making sure you're hydrated, given, giving a mobile workspace a chance, yeah. You know, your mobility workspace a chance. Um, even if you think you can't just building up a little bit because right. certainly sitting is sitting is wearing you out, um, for sure mm-hmm. during the day. Right. So I think that's really important. Right. Especially I think if, if you find that you are having hip back pain, mm-hmm. evaluate how much time are you really spending in a seated position? You know, mm-hmm. your, your commute to and from work, if you, if you have to, I mean, Include all of that and, you know, take into account all of that stuff how, into how much time are you really spending sit in a seated, yeah, right. yeah. That's right. It's a lot. And we just weren't made like that. Right. Yeah, right. We just weren't made like that. Yeah. Um, so so those those are definitely two major, major things that I, I like to say during our day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and, you know, just being... St- just being sedentary, not realizing. So when I was, again, when I was a student, I did a rotation through the hospital. Um, I, I knew my, I knew my journey was going to be end up in outpatient orthopedics, mostly because I don't love wiping other people's butts. (laughs) And when you're the physical therapist and you come get somebody up from a bed, 
usually the first thing we do is go to the bathroom. So, um, other than my, other than my children, um, (laughs) you know, I, that's about all I'd like to do as far as wiping butts butts go. Anyway, but, um, I would have the experience with my patients who had just had total knee replacements. I come in and say, all right, Miss Jones, like, um, we're going to start out today and I want to do, we're going to do five deep breaths. Okay. And we're going to do five overhead reaches with our arms. And like 90% of the time, the person would say, honey, it's my knee. Did you read my chart? And I'd say, yes, of course. Yes, I read your chart. But one of the main things that might keep you here is if you develop a blood clot. And so we're not going to do that. We're going to do some breathing. We're going to move your upper body just a little bit. And then we're going to get to your knee. And I promise we're going to work on that knee. You're not going to like it because you just had a tone knee replacement, but we're going to do it. And they're going to get you up. Yeah. So, but to, to hopefully provide that education that your upper body is important. Yeah. Mobility in your shoulders is very, very important, especially as you age. Cause that's, right. that's how you do a lot of things. Right. Right. Because God forbid you fall. It's not just your legs, strengthen your legs yeah. that you need to get back up. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I think one of the most satisfying things I do is to train people who have don't know how to get up and down mm-hmm. off the floor, how to get up and down off the floor. Yeah. Cause you so know that important. they can take care of themselves and that'll keep them in their house as they age. Yeah. 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 And it's so important. Yeah. And so we're back to squatting again. Yeah. You know, we're back to <laughs> squatting and lunging. And <laughs> Who and knew, right? Like, wow. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> goes back to no plopping, I guess, right? right everything goes back to no plop. Everything goes That's back to no start. plopping. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, pickleball is all of the rage now. Ah. You know, I, I, I see, you just see it all over. Um, but that could also lead to some injuries that, you know, uh-oh. So how can we prepare our bodies or what are some injuries that could happen um, that are most common, I guess I would say. Sure. And, you know, always a good warm up, no matter what sport you're playing is important. I've been stressing that it doesn't matter how old you are either. Right. Um, my, my elementary middle schoolers are uh, in my family are running cross country right now. And the other day we had a thunderstorm right before we raced. So like the thunderstorm ran through everybody was sitting in their cars. They got out of their cars. They didn't have time to warm up. Well, half of them threw up because they were like in their cars eating something yeah. and the other half got cramps. And I was like, this is why we warm up. Yeah. Not eat. Like nobody in my car was allowed to eat because I didn't want to deal with kids throwing up, but other, yeah. Yeah. Let the other people throw up. Yeah. So, um, but I think pro- a proper warm up, mm-hmm. you know, knowing what those pickleball motions are, that you're going to be lunging to sides, you're going to be going back and forth, you're going to mm-hmm. be, you know, raising overhead, you're going to be reaching a lot. Knowing how to warm up properly is the key, and getting mm-hmm. getting ten minutes of warm up before mm-hmm. you start is super important. Yeah. Um, I think t- pickleball comes with similar injuries to tennis, right? Yeah. So, right. um, because you, it's a reaction sport, you're going to be reacting. Uh-huh. So. So to train your, your calves, to train your quads, to train, um, your, your back and, and to be strong there and you're stable in your lats and all those things posteriorly. So that when you do swing, you have that control, um, certainly, but, you know, watching how you're holding your paddle is really important. Um, cause that's, what's going to lead, probably end up leading to tennis elbow or golfer's elbow, um, depending on which, which way. And so, so to understand how to grip, um, you know, in tennis, you have 
a continental grip and a regular grip and maybe probably other grips of volley grip. I don't know. But as you're training those grips, you have to realize which way and wrist with which way your wrist is moving. Cause if your wrist is always cocked back, then you're going to get um, either golfers or tennis elbow. Um, but if you can maintain that neutral wrist, uh-huh. okay, so that would be a grip strength, right? So it'll be working uh-huh. on your grip strength. Okay. Outside of pickleball. Yeah. Actually probably has a really good effect on your pickleball. And you know, if you're, if you've read Peter Atia's book outlive, yeah. He talks about grip strength being one of those indicators, but it's not because right. not because you sat there and squeezed the ball or whatever for a while. It's because you used it. You know, yeah. you you learned how to crank on a wrench or do whatever. Right. But just just to practice and get. And so I think pickleball is great because you are holding on to a racket, hitting a right. ball in different directions. Yeah. My kids love pickleball. I mean, yeah. I'm 11. <laughs> um, and there were pickleball courts out by the pool. So when I would go swim, oh, I'd send them over to play pickleball <laughs> and they would, they'd love it. They were like, yeah, pickleball. <laughs> That's great. I have not yet tried it. Um, racket sports take a little more patience than what I have. So <laughs> yeah. making that ball stay within the lines is a lot more patience than what I have. So I stick to running. <laughs> Yeah, running, running, it starts and it's finished and then you're good. <laughs> I love running too. Is there anything, um, Delane, that you think that we missed or that you wanted to add that we didn't uh, chat about? No, you know, I just think that a, a lifetime of activity is part of a, a life well lived. Yeah. And if we can get back to a mindset that movement is like having movement in our lives it's, it's what we're meant to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to this thing, this, this mindset of, well, we have everything in front of us that we need. Why would we need to move? Um, but if we can just get back to that primal self of my core was meant to move, my body was meant to move. Mm-hmm. Um, very soon people find that they actually desire to move. Right. That, that if they can just get over that little bit of that, that lizard brain that's telling us to stop, 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 stop. Yeah. We have fear around movement or I know, you know, or the backstory of, I know I'll get hurt. Yeah. If I do this. Yeah. Um, There's always a way to take a step into something like racket sports, right? Mm -hmm. You might not start out actually doing a racket sport. You might actually start out just by doing, you know, some quick running, quick jogging, some changing move, you know, know, some shuffling around um, some cones and then some push-ups and uh, arm movements to get you ready to play. Right. That might be your first three or four weeks of before you start your tennis thing. So we all can condition and we can all move a little bit more in our day. It's just a matter of where will you find that movement in your day? Right. Right. And, and in order to do that, you want to find movement that you enjoy because then you don't want to skip it. Right. When we find things that we enjoy, we don't want to miss them. But if we're, you know, if we say, Oh, I'm going to pick up tennis because my neighbor's playing tennis and, but we don't really like tennis. You know, then we're going to be like, yeah, sorry, Susie, I can't make it tomorrow. But if we go and we find those activities that we enjoy and those movements that we enjoy and, and like you said, change our mindset on the way we move instead of seeing it as, you know, something we have to do because that's what quote unquote burns calories or, you know, or, whatever, when we see it as something we enjoy, and then we understand how great it makes us feel, 
we're less likely to miss the movement. Right. And then we don't get hurt and then we get to keep living our lives. Right. Hopefully don't, hopefully can get off or not be on medication. You know, yeah. Part of, part of my, my mission in life is that, that, um, you know, I don't have any medical issues that cause it, cause me to be on chronic, you know, medications for chronic disease. Yeah, I do. I'm super grateful for antibiotics. If I have an infection or my kids do this, it's right. a blessing and a gift. Yes. But if, you know, if I can stay away from high blood pressure medications and all that, and all it takes is my little bit of commitment every day to myself. Yeah. That's great. Yep. Yep. And doing things, as you said, throughout our day can help without yeah. having to add extra steps, like out of the way, extra steps. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you are having pain with movement or you can't do something, mm-hmm. uh, that's the reason to call your trusted physical therapist. Right. Uh, most physical therapists in most states are direct access, which means you do mm-hmm. not need a referral right. to see them. You can just mm-hmm. call them and make an appointment. Um, and so I encourage everyone to put a physical therapist in their um, put them in the center of care, right? Put, put your, yes. you, put you in the center of care. You should have a primary care. You should have a physical therapist. You should have all those providers that take care of you, mm-hmm. um, in your healthcare journey. You should be at the center of that. You shouldn't wait for the doctor to say, Oh, well, you should do this or you should do this. We're, we've all been unfortunately siloed in our education training. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you that you're, you know, you can ask any physician, how many days of physical therapy education did you get? And they will all say zero. They yeah. were studying to be doctors. Yep. And I went to PT school. How many days of doctoring did I get? Doctor school? Zero. Right. We did some pharmacological management, um, but that was, a, that was to get my doctorate. Right. So, um, so I would say that you know, you don't want me prescribing medication to you and you don't want the the physician telling you you need PT. Like go to the PT, let them advise you on right. what you need and what you don't. Um, there's plenty of PTs around um, in every city. I just search out the best one and, and um, go chat with them. Yes. Yeah. They, they are definitely so important. And I know that without mine, I personally would probably still be in a lot of pain and I am very <laughs> grateful for him. He is a, a, is a wonderful physical therapist and awesome. the work he does is amazing. So yeah, physical therapists are, um, are definitely someone that everyone should have, like you said, in their circle. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're glad to be in so many circles in our community too. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, uh, I, I've been out running and literally had people stick their hand, arms out the door and be like, Hey, look at my shoulder. <laughs> like waving at me. And it's yeah. so funny. Like, I'm like, this is awesome that, yeah. you know, they could, they definitely couldn't lift that thing when they walked in and now right. they can't. So, right. Right. Yeah. I have been good. known to run by my physical therapist house and wave, look yeah. at me. I'm out here. <laughs> look, I'm running. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Every runner. Yeah. Every runner needs a PT. I, mm-hmm. I luckily because, because I'm a runner and a triathlete, yeah. um, they know I understand. Like you can't just tell a runner stop running. No, you can't. <laughs> it, it just makes them mad, and they're like, "You don't know what you're talking about." And and so for me, it's like, okay, let's see what we can do. Yep. Let's see how fast we can get you back. Let's see what that's going to take. Yeah. Um, and and people have, you know, they'll have really big injuries, and their doctors don't want to give them false hope. And like I've had people who said, like their doctors said, "You might not even ever walk again," and now they're running. Uh, 50 mile, you know, right. races, ultras. Yep. yep. And so it's, it's cool to have those stories along the way to say, yeah. like, let's set some good expectations, but also like, let's not say no, just, just stop running. I don't know why you want to do that. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And I think that's important because I do think that, you know, a lot of people do hear that. Yeah. A lot right. of people hear that, that I think that's more common than not. And yet, if you just give your body some time to heal and work with a professional, a physical therapist, you'd be amazed at what your body can do. And maybe you're not as fast, or maybe you can't jump as far, whatever it was that you were doing, maybe you're not doing it at that same level, but that doesn't mean you're not doing it again. That's right. And pain, yeah. pain free, pain free is a goal. And, and yep. getting back to what you want to do is, is the goal. Cause we yeah. all, we all age, yes. we all age, but that doesn't mean we need to hurt. And, and so to have, have the PT guide you into how to get that back is, is, is so important. And and I love being a PT. I'm, I'm glad I'm a physical therapist um, and chose that as my profession. So yeah. And always glad to meet somebody who appreciates PT. <laughs> well, I appreciate all you do and the message that you are out there spreading. And we thank you for your time today. Thank you, Jen. All right. Thank you for listening to the Fit News Podcast today. We will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fit News Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Shaver, and I'm on a continuing mission to help you stay strong, healthy, and happy. A special thank you to our producer, Noah Martin, and Retrospection Multimedia. Tune in to the Fit News Podcast every Monday to get your tips for living your best midlife. These episodes are live streamed weekly in our Facebook group. Be sure to comment, like, and subscribe to Fit News Podcast for your weekly health advice. To join the Facebook group, visit strongforlifefitness.com.